Hello and welcome to another edition of Wormwood and the Final Postmortem. I already can't speak and we're only four in. Um, I am David Acampo. I am uh, hosting this with uh, my collaborator, Jeremy Rogers. Jeremy. Hey, guys. So we're back again uh, because we wanted to give a, a, give a little – have a little chat with our actors and um, – you know, talk to them about the show and what it was like from their perspective, because a lot of the listeners seem to be really interested in um, how you guys go about uh, your performances and everything like that. So with us tonight, we have uh, Rob Grinlinger. Hello, hello, hello. Who plays uh, Sheriff Bradley and a host of other characters. <laughs> um, then we have Bryony James. Hello. Who uh, you know as Miss Ginter. <laughs> then we have Nicole Rayburn. Who is? Who sounds just like Harmony right now? <laughs> Most who, of the time. And who also played our second Deidre. Then I've got Ben Boodman. Hello. And Ben is uh, best known as uh, Agent Chip Drexel and uh, Bishop Grail. And oh, and Mr. Carafor from season two, we should mention. And then I've got Dave Johnston. Hello, y'all. <laughs> Dave, you guys know as Deputy Wayne Drexel. He also played the uh, uh, played Dale Lighthouse, uh, Chip Drexel's partner. Cut too short, and his life cut too short. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some other characters too. Who else did you play, Dave? You played. Uh... I played uh, Jonathan Kidder, the uh, the dad of uh, uh, Jake. That's right. Yeah, uh, I played. I don't know some little incidentals here. One of the werewolves. Yeah, almost everybody. <laughs> almost everybody in the cast filled in and played little characters here and there. So probably anyone that we're talking to tonight, you guys have probably all played what like at least three or four characters, if not eleven, like Rob has. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Including exploding squirrel. Yes, exploding squirrels. I thought so- Rob did like twenty. Uh, actually, the grand total. I mean, not that anybody really is interested, but I do 24 characters. Oh, wow. That includes all the werewolves and vampires and exploding squirrels and, and the dog and everything else like that. Like I made in my notes. Seven, <laughs> so, yeah, seven, but nobody's seven, counting. Yeah, seven, seven of me died throughout seven the series. So. Wow. These, are good, these are good stats to keep, man. These are yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, first of all, um, you know, I think I speak for Jeremy, too, and I just want to thank you guys um, for uh, sticking with us for all this time. Whether you joined us in you know, the second season or were with us from the beginning, um, we could not have done it without you guys. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Oh, it was fun. Such a animated show. Ooh. Animated show. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you can see uh, uh, our listeners can see that you guys uh, really enjoy really enjoy this too. I think, and that's one of the things that kind of has helped us. Uh, I, I think uh, get some great performances. Um, you know, we, we've gotten some really good press lately, and uh, we were featured on uh, a podcast called Podcast Squared. Which, it was a nice uh, interview too. Oh, thank you. But you yeah. know, it was interesting to me. I didn't realize that uh, that podcast was out there, and I kind of think of it now as the "Am I Hot or Not?" of podcasts, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And we scored hot. Um, we, they gave us their highest rating. Um, a website called The Furious Fanboys named us as one of their top five bits of sci-fi ear candy. Brad. Um, and hey. uh, 
And uh, Rumor, most recently, Rumor Magazine, we were featured in a, a little sidebar there uh, in an article about an audio drama where they talked about, um, you know, other horror podcasts to keep you up at night, and we were listed as one of those. And um, I, I say all that because in almost every review that we do get, and uh, most of the listener comments we get, people very often will say that our um, that our voice acting is just a cut above, that we have top-notch actors and performers and uh and 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 a lot of the questions we tend to get is you know what's your secret (laughs) so it's all it's all done with love we're just all retards (laughs) (laughs) it it helps to be a nerd it does really (laughs) and and basically we're all between jobs anyway so what the hell <clears throat> so I wanna, I want to. Uh, um, so I'm just curious uh, uh, if you guys have any ideas of what do you think? Looking at it from a cast perspective, looking at your fellow castmates, what do you think sets us apart as, uh, you know, as an ensemble? What do, what is, what do you like about working with uh, your fellow castmates here? Well, David, I would say the love. <laughs> we share a lot of love between us. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty much right. It's it's just enthusiasm for what it is, you know. I mean, once it starts becoming, I've found from other other jobs and other work that once it starts becoming, you know, hard work, then that's when some of the enthusiasm starts to wane, and you start to have some some kind of complaints and you know grumbling. But um, everybody just loves to show up and do it, so that's why it's so, so great. So much fun! So much fun! Yeah, to me, it was just the craft services. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, actors don't exist on air, and you had a pretty good spread there every time we recorded. So, yeah, free lunch will get me to do a lot of things. <laughs> All right. That's going to get you some emails, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my next question for you guys is, uh, was this your first voice acting experience or some of you have done this a while, and some of you this may be your first thing. So tell me about that. Let's start with uh, Rob and Brian. I know you guys are. Uh, yeah, we're we're old we're old pros. Yeah, I've been I've been doing voiceovers basically since I was about twelve, which uh, since my birthday was last week makes it forty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding either. Yeah, no, I just I've always been interested in doing voices, and I I used to listen to the old radio shows, which really tells you how old I am. And um, I've always something I've always just loved doing. I've been I've been doing it semi professionally for about what fifteen years, twenty years now. I don't know, twenty years at least. Some of them I actually did get paid for. Um, But uh, it's just it's fun. It's it's you know as long as people's imagination can get an idea of you know if I can create a character with just my voice, it makes me happy because you know take take a look at me for real. Uh, I mean about especially in this show. Uh, I mean, I'm good for Cedric, and that's pretty much it at this point. <laughs> I certainly didn't look like uh, nah, like Sheriff Bradley. Abner. Yeah, look like, yeah, look like little Abner more than anything else at this point. But yeah, I mean, Bryony and I did a uh, Brazilian novella. Uh, we had 137 episodes. Each one ran about an hour. It was basically translating from Portuguese into English, and we had that gig for a year, a solid year and a half of working mo- uh, Monday through Thursday, every day. So, uh, do you speak fluent Portuguese? No, we don't. No, good grief, no. But it sounded so ridiculous to have people with very posh London accents 
dub these things because these are the most gloriously exotic people in the world. It was originally dubbed in, in and it England. was was for the English speaking Asian market. So it was going all over <laughs> Australia, and they had to call us call us in. We had a, a, a wonderful group of <laughs> six, six people. Six people, a hundred, some odd characters. Twenty-one different characters, and there were only six of us doing uh, it. You got good at arguing with yourself, but since we're all crazy, because that's what actors are, it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Nicole, how about you? Is this your first voice acting gig? My first fun one. <laughs> I guess that's kind of harsh. No, I've I I studied at Calvinson and Calvinson, and um, I oh, looks like somebody's trying to join in on Skype as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm adding Peter Dirksen oh, into the call okay. right now. Try not hey. to get distracted. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, studied at Calvinson, Calvinson. I did you know some in-house um, tutorial stuff. You know, like explaining what to do in the program of some companies, you know, in-house computer program and stuff like that. So very boring, very um, instructional, you know, I just kept it very conservative. But um, I often play a four-year-old at home, so um, <laughs> this was really fun to get out and do all my other other voices. And how about you, Ben? Um, I actually did, um, I had a, a gig where I was cutting kung fu trailers for this company in san francisco and i did uh i had to cut these things and i used temp voiceover and um like i would send them the cut with my voice like saying like a long time ago in a, you know, <laughs> something like that and the first time i got it back from them they said who did that voiceover? It was so great. We, you know, and because they were going to hire an actor and everything to do it. And then I was like, I did it. It was just temp, you know, it was just fucking around. And um, they were like, no, 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 no. Well, you do it. You do the voiceover. So that was, I think, my first gig. But uh, this was, a, you know, this was more substantial than, you know, talking about ancient, you know, fighting techniques. <laughs> And stuff like that. Yeah. All right. And how about you, Dave? Um, I did some little commercial things here and there. Uh, I did some, like, industrial things. There's a friend of ours, my, my wife and mine, who um, he teaches a lot of, uh, like, interpretation sort of things. So he would give me a lot of stuff and say, hey, you know, can you read this? So I do, like, you know, some court stuff. You know whatever would be difficult to uh, to interpret, and then uh, he ended up getting me a gig for a computer game where I did a bunch of stuff, and they hired him originally to do it, uh, but they didn't like his voice because he's not really the the actor type. He's very heady, and uh, the the problem was it was in Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, you know, he asked my wife, you know, can can Dave do this? Because I don't know any any you know good male uh, Chinese speak, uh, actors, and so she said, "Yeah, I'll coach him." So we're sitting there in my apartment, and she's like, she's saying the stuff, and it's all like supposed to be the enemy, the Chinese enemy, kind of you know, getting the uh, the you role in the if it's a first person shooter type of game, and so. You know, my wife's sitting there, you know, saying the stuff that translate roughly, like, you know, get that bastard and, 
shoot that a-hole and all <laughs> stuff like that. And so, you know, the more she's repeating it and the more I'm not getting it, the more louder she'll get. And then I, you know, say louder. And so, you know, we're like yelling like, Nisa Dinglan, you know, you know, stuff like that. And then our neighbors who are also Chinese, you know, we hear them like open their door really slowly <laughs> and just kind of sneak down the stairs like... What are they doing in there? <laughs> we're just like, uh, this is this is fun. This is fun living. So uh, yeah, I've I've been in love with voiceover ever since that gig. <laughs> and uh, we we've added Peter Dirks into the call. Peter, who plays Jimmy Details and Jonesy, welcome. Hey. Uh, the question I asked the cast was if this was their first uh, voiceover voice acting gig or if they had done anything before that. So how about for you? Was this your I, this was your first one? Yeah, this is yeah, this is my first official one. Yeah. Um so the other question I want to ask of anybody who's kind of was it was their first official one or first, you know, they're relatively new to it. Um has doing Wormwood given you the the acting bug to do more work like this? Oh, for sure. I mean, I already wanted to, you know, but um it's certainly given me more confidence to do it. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I've I've wanted to get into voiceover stuff now too. Definitely. Well, Nicole's uh, comment is a good segue to my next question. I'm curious because you said you you have more confidence now. Did you for for all of you? Um, did how did how did working with us change? Did it change for you over time? Did you, for instance, go back and listen to the early stuff and and change the way you did your performances or just sort of learn little tricks over time or? Now looking back on it, are you aware of a change from you at the end of season three to you from season one, episode one? No, yeah. I was just as much a slacker in the last season as I was the first season. <laughs> I, I I discovered that Sheriff Bradley, somewhere in the middle of season one, lost the little bit of Texas he had in his voice. <laughs> I had original because the original description was that he had gone to Texas, you know, for a while before coming back to Wormwood. And I had thrown a little bit of a drawl in there for like the first, I think, four episodes. And then one of the segments came around where I had to get like all emotional and I dropped it. And, and never came back. Nobody, yeah. I never came back. And nobody noticed it. Don Marino the same way. Don Marino started out with a lot more Italian. <laughs> and a lot more of an accent. And by the end, it just was Broderick Crawford. I mean, there was no other way to, to look at it. It just came out that way. You know, one thing that surprised me about my own self was um, matching... The characters from previous seasons, which I was like, what? I, I have to do the same thing again? Um, that scared me, you know, but I pulled it off, and I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> for me, uh, doing Jonathan Kidder for the first, when I first heard it on the first season, I was like, I, I guess, you know, we did the first eight episodes or whatever, and I had a little chunk of Jonathan Kidder in that and I was horrified. I I listened to that and I was like, oh, I hated it so much. So the next time we ha I had to record him, I I made sure to just break it down and you know go over the everything with a fine tooth comb because I I was so hated the way I did it the first time that I I just had to fix the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely found it. Uh... I got much more comfortable reading and talking at the same time, which was a skill that I had to develop over uh, a couple seasons of doing it. 
and uh, I think you can. I can definitely tell. And of course, I'm very critical of myself, but I can definitely tell the difference between season one and and season three. You love yourself, Peter. Shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. pretty crappy at first. You're pretty fantastic. I'm kind of flirting with you right now. You're pretty fantastic. <laughs> in the other room behind the door. This is this is what happens in our recording sessions, by the way. It's all a lot of flirtation and no. Um yeah, it's it's interesting, uh um because I, I've heard I kind of heard a few of you guys express that over time and it's interesting to see what Peter, what you said about reading and, and performing. I will say that all of you guys had that standard from the start to to a standard that Jeremy and I wanted it to be uh, because we also auditioned other people and we found really quickly that it was a skill and that not everybody could do it where maybe they could memorize lines and they'd be fine but when you gave them the script and they were allowed to just read it they would really lapse into a reading voice which which you could audibly tell the difference interesting yeah right Jeremy Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a completely different skill. I mean, you could take a good actor and put, put the page in front of them, and they, they get stiff sometimes. But, yeah, finding you guys were <coughs> He means in reading, down. not anything it, else. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there was that guy. No. There's that guy, but we don't talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Did he ever get home? <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. That's... It's 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 a completely different skill to be able to sit down and and read and, and sound conversational, and 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 watching how you guys would do it, you would read and you would watch each other, and that was really impressive. That became a necessity after about the fifth recording time. The, well, let's put it this way: uh, you learn not to sit next to Arthur, <laughs> <laughs> because when the arm started waving, that was it. <laughs> Black eyes and all. Oh, yeah. A couple of shots to the head, a couple of scripts flying out of hands. You'll learn. You'll He'll learn. blast your eardrums out, too. <laughs> yeah, that, too. Did you guys find uh, yourselves kind of dueling with each other a little bit as you're sort of reading the script? But sort of, I-, I noticed that a few times with Arthur. He'd be kind of like grinning at you as he read, you know, like, like almost like it was a sparring match. Did, did any of you oh, guys yeah. feel that a little bit? Oh, definitely. There was that the one episode, the uh, Jack Nicholson's nose, whatever uh-huh. that one, where he and I had like five pages of just yelling at each other back and forth, and it really turned into a duel. Because I'm, at one point, I, I think I was looking right in his eyes to get a line. I'd look, I'd look down and realize I only had like one or two things to say, so I looked right at him, and he was looking right back at me, and it was like just maybe a split second away from cracking up laughing. Because that's not something that you normally would do. On stage, it's one thing. In films, it's a necessity. When you're trying to do reader thing like this, no. Do not look at somebody in the eye when they're reading, because they will laugh. Don't make eye contact. Yes. It's like being in New York. But I, I always tried to make Sonia laugh as much as I could, because she was easy to make her in a giggle face. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> Is she joining us tonight? No, she can't do it tonight. She was pretty uh, broken up about it. She really wishes Aww. she could be here, but uh, she couldn't Shame. do it. Um, yeah, because she had a couple of questions directed at her too. I think so. I'm I'm bummed about that. But uh, 
but we will soldier on. Now she she's great, and she was one of the people that was with us from the beginning, and and uh, as, as you know, two pretty integral roles. And uh, she's another person that really pulled that off. But yeah, I could see that Peter with you trying to make her laugh. And I'm so I mean I I always thought that Jeremy and I were like the weakest targets because we'd be sitting there just so <laughs> giddy to have people reading what we wrote that you guys would deviate just in the slightest, and we'd be like. Laugh, like I'd be trying so hard not to laugh. There'd be times where I just wait for the take to end so that I could just start laughing. I mean, tears would be coming, uh, you know, out of my eyes, just waiting, trying, waiting, waiting. <laughs> uh, ben, ben, I've always tried to piss off, but that's that's outside of this too. We just have an adversarial relationship. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Yeah, Ben and Peter, you guys actually, I think Peter, you brought Ben to our attention. You you uh, uh, hooked us up with Ben. You guys worked together in other uh, in other stuff, and uh, and Morgan uh, Walsh, who is not with us either, but she came on in the third season for a couple little roles. But she worked with you guys too. Yep. So kind yeah. of fun. We got you guys got to work with uh, people that you worked with before. How was that? Was that kind of fun to bring other people in? And it, yeah, it actually was. I mean, like Joe. Joe Thomas. Now, Joe and I have done theater together for like a year. So, I mean, with the, you know, you say we, we clicked like with the NPR guys and the goons and everything else like that because we were very comfortable, you know, throwing lines at each other and ad-libbing and things because we had done like two and a half months of a show where that was pretty much what we were doing. So it was a real nice, easy gig to do for the two of us. I mean, I know I appreciated working with him only because I knew what he was going to do. Or had a good a good idea. I could almost second guess what he was going to do or how he was going to say something, so I could jump in there. Like you know, the, one of the things I had mentioned in one of the letters I wrote to somebody was that last episode with the goons. You know, I was the one that recorded everything like two weeks later, and the conversation that Joe and I have as the goons seriously sounds like we're sitting in the same room, you know, overlapping and talking to each other and doing the lines and everything. And I haven't sat down at the table with Joe since the first recording session. <laughs> Has it been that long, really? Yeah, I, we did. We did one together, and then I think he was there for one other one during season one, and that was it. We were never together in season two, and never together in season three, and yet we had scenes with each other constantly. <laughs> Which is a credit to you guys as editors to be able to put that together. Well, it's also a credit to you guys for understanding, kind of learning how each other the other actors work you know where we could do that um it was something that we always wanted to have everybody in the room together but as schedules particularly with joe is a great example he was there for i think maybe the first two recording sessions and then but then after that he kind of couldn't come a few times and he actually was there for the last one but we had to split that one up a little bit so you know he wasn't at the reading you were at but he, he did get to work with other people but there were a few times where he had to um literally phone in some stuff and 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 dave uh johnston you also had to phone in some stuff a couple times yeah i i ftp'd it really <laughs> well you know what i mean <laughs> the, yeah ftp'd some stuff in for us and it, it, you know it worked out well it was honestly i thought everybody knew partway through you guys kind of all knew each other and how you acted pretty well so it wasn't too hard yeah um, those were all later in the season so yeah. you guys already had knew the groove yeah, you know yeah. what kind of messed with me is uh, when when we'd get the scripts and we'd read it, and then we'd we'd go through the whole thing and we'd record. And there were a lot of times when I wasn't, you know, at least a couple of times when I I was doing the recording on my own, and I'd read it and then I'd listen to it, 
and I'd always get this weird feeling that I'd listened to it before because it was, you know, in my mind, I could always hear Sheriff Bradley exactly how he'd say it. I could always hear Xander Crow exactly how he said it. I could hear I could hear uh, Jimmy Details exactly how he said it. And so I would be sitting there listening to this thing, and I'd be like, wow. And then maybe there'd be one little variation of like something that – it sounded different in my mind. And then uh, when I heard it, I was like, wait, this is not how I remember it. And then, uh, oh, yeah. It's, well, that's, that's, because that's, be- that's because Peter kept ad-libbing. <laughs> he would throw a few things in there. No, I never, I never added anything. <laughs> never. Uh, all right. So, should we answer some listener questions? See yes, what they had to me. ask. All right. Well, um, I, I gathered some questions from Facebook. Uh, the first couple questions are all about Arthur Russell. You know, who the hell is the elusive and mysterious Arthur Russell? Um, I don't know. Anybody have an Arthur Russell anecdote? <laughs> Not clean enough to put on the air, but. <laughs> well, I guess he's just going to have to remain elusive then. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jane Marisco, uh, who always gives us great questions, and she had a whole slew of questions for you guys. So I, I will ask the questions, and then um, you guys can each uh, give a quick answer. Um, first question is. What emotions primarily drove your characters, as in Sheriff Bradley wanting to take care of his town and keep everyone safe? So mo- the motivation question, what, uh, what motivated your characters? Uh, Peter, let's start with you. Um, Jimmy, I feel like, was always trying to impress people. So he was like basically always trying to find friends, I think, or trying to find some sort of uh, person to look up to often. I think that motivated him most of the time. How about, uh, uh, Rob, how about you for Sheriff Bradley or any of your other characters? Uh, Sheriff Bradley was motivated by trying to keep everything sane in his own head. Uh, the <laughs> That's basic, a good yeah, take. Because, yeah, because basically he was so confused about what was going on, he tried to center himself, but he could only center himself. In other words, he couldn't do anything for anybody else in the town. But he felt as long as he kept his head level everything would sort of be okay. Uh, Don Marino was just a bully. With a, heart, a bully with a heart of gold. Because at every Don Marino bit, he'd start off real gruff and rough, and eventually he starts crying. In every long speech he had, he ended out with some emotional outbreaks or something. <laughs> uh, Cedric was just a little this side of nuts. So you just had to keep it on just that level of being sad, being a vampire, being everything that, that happened to him would have to come out in a sort of grandfatherly crazy way. But how about that final uh, episode with with Cedric and uh, Elsa, his daughter? Yeah, that that was just an emotional thing, I think, in my case. I just kind of like, you know, I had read the, this script one time before I sat down to do it because I wanted to try to keep it as fresh as possible. And I just kind of half-closed my eyes uh, and just got into the emotional state that I would not having kids of my own, but how I thought a father would feel with a daughter who had gone off and done strange and wonderful things, but he still loved her enough to not care what happened to him. Because mm-hmm. Cedric kind of gave up. So at some point, uh, when Elsa came back, uh, all he wanted to do was to just tell her that he loved her. He didn't care what happened to himself afterwards. 
And I was, that's what I was trying to do with that last speech before they burned him to death, we think. <laughs> um, Brian, I'm curious to this answer. Miss Ginter, what motivates Miss Ginter? <laughs> Cleanliness. <laughs> <laughs> She's forever picking up after Brezier, and I imagine she has spent most of her life picking up after the others that she attaches to herself too. <laughs> her she's insane. She's completely out of her freaking mind. And yeah, her whole gig is is I'm going to save this. And that means to her I'm going to literally save it. I'm going to put it in a box. Like Sparrow. <laughs> oh, goody, I can make it coffee. <laughs> She's out of her mind. I think that's great. No, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> Nicole, how about you for uh, a Deidre or for Harmony? Um, Harmony's a teen, you know? I mean, what motivates any teen? They're just kind of like, can you curse on, on this show? Sure, go ahead. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> that's... That's a team, you know, hey, let's take a ride. Let's just um, revolt against the parents, do whatever makes them mad. And, of course, taking a trip, you know, with Jake and, and just hightailing it. Come on, that seems like fun. Fun. What's the fun thing of the day to do, you know? I think that was – and, you know, I mean, I'm sure he was cute. And, and, um, and, and why not have a little romance along the way? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That was my, my teen – Years wasn't it yours? <laughs> Nicole, um, that was last week. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Deidre, um, I don't know about a, a motivation necessarily. You know, um, that was a tough one because you took it over for Coralie, uh, and so you were actually taking over a role. So was that a little odd for you? Well, it was mostly just scary to try and match. You know, I mean, I was listening like crazy to try and match the voice. So I, I think my motivation was just, just get it right. Just get it right. Just get it right. <laughs> the whole time recording. So I don't know. I mean, it was just really fun. By the end, I really got into, um, you know, the crazy, crazy dreams and love affairs and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was That was really fun. Okay, Ben, you've had you've got some rich characters to draw from. Yeah. You've got Chip, Agent Chip. You've got uh, 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 Bishop Grail and Mister Carrefour. You have some pretty meaty characters. What's your take on them? Um, well, I think you know ultimately, not to sound too actorly, but uh, I usually will start with like uh, an image of the character, you know, and then and then maybe go from there and. Um, but that all said, uh, I think you know it's it's all in the writing, really. You know, it's it's uh, it's a testament to you guys um, that the characters are pretty very well fleshed out to begin with, and you know, it's just you know, it's becomes an interpretation on on like my part. But um, yeah, I think uh, I, I you know it's I and I, and I say this in in a um, the highest regard it's that 
you know, it was easy to do because it was very well written and, you know, a lot of the character work was already there in the writing. So, um, oh yeah, you know, um, so thank you to you guys for, for making our job easy. Kiss ass. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what motivation would I have to kiss his ass? (laughs) A sequel. A great final line. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and Dave, Dave how about I you? really love the way you dressed for every session. I mean, you really... <laughs> I smell spin-off. <laughs> uh, okay, Dave, how about you? Okay, so Deputy Drexel is probably one part um, his town's folk. He he wants to keep his town's folk safe. Uh, another part is that he um, he wants to bring out his inner badass, and I think all males can kind of relate to that. Um, and then the third part, well, his third part is coffee. <laughs> you know, there's nothing greater than a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> And you know what's funny is I, I actually don't really like coffee. I never, <laughs> I never developed a taste for it. I just never liked the taste, I guess. Well, you played it off well. That's acting. Yes. <laughs> no, I yeah. tried to go to the method and drink some coffee, but <laughs> just made me jittery. That I mean, Drexel was a funny one because he was kind of just started off as this little one-note joke, but we kind of developed him into this character that we could kind of push any way we want, where he's like, Jeremy had a scene where he's like, had had obviously dressed as a cat burglar and had suction cups and stuff on him, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I had him saying stuff like he was going to push his body to the fullest human potential, like he was training to be Batman or something, he just became a character that we could sort of put all, like, I think what you said is exactly right, that that's sort of uh, inner male fantasy that you're gonna that you could be batman or uh, or a cat burglar or whatever or kick-ass right yeah or kick ass. right it's kind of that kick-ass character <laughs> it, it's funny because he um when the first time i read it in the audition i i got through you know maybe uh half of the reading and i was like oh god this guy's gonna die <laughs> he was just like he, he was just the kind of guy you'd expect to die in a horror film you know he's just like oh yeah oh he's out of there (laughs) well maybe it's a testament to your acting that we kept him on because he was slated to die originally so (laughs) well thank you very much (laughs) it it was dale instead wasn't it yeah we actually killed your other character dale instead Because I was trying to get around it because we had done this prophecy early on where Dexter tells Drexel that he's going to die. And right. I wanted I didn't want to be the show that forgets that kind of stuff. I wanted to be like, no, that prophecy has to happen. So we actually had these long discussions about how we can like sort of upset that. And that's why Dale jumps in front of, um, of Wayne at that last moment and takes the knife or whatever it was um, – uh, and and Dale dies instead, which was really weird because you had, you were playing both of those characters. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was fun though. I mean, I uh, it's the first time I've got to do the, the character switch in the voiceover, yeah. so that was really that was really cool, and I really enjoyed being able to do that and kind of I don't know, it was kind of like a proving to myself, oh, hey, it's possible. 
you know yeah by that we should just tell people that 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 you actually read that back and forth switching voices as you went we did not cut that together later or anything you actually did the switch in the moment (laughs) which not many people how many of you have done the switch i think uh ben did you have one where you did that two characters i think yeah i think the the care for i had to do he the he was he possessed somebody and then it was both parts Oh yeah, that, the <laughs> there was a point like that. I think yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was fun. And I'm no Rob. I talked to myself to. a lot, so it. <laughs> is it easier when the other character is so different, so it's easier to switch back and forth from like a totally different voice that if they're you know as opposed to like let's say Carrefour and like a normal person because Carrefour had a very distinct voice. Um, probably not. I would think it be easier to do it if it's similar just because um, then you'd have to oh back you know like such an extreme change but oh that's a good point I was just wondering I think he was I think he just was a variation of Carrefour when he was possessed so it was oh uh, okay um, it was a little easier yeah it was that Papa something right yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. it was in the big fight scene right (laughs) yeah that was the fight scene (laughs) Peter did you ever have a thing like that where you had to do two voices you had to do the switch Um, I feel like I maybe did it once with uh, some minor character, but nothing, nothing like what uh, Dave's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I know Rob, you must have somewhere. Oh Don God, Marino. yeah, Don Marino and the goon. <laughs> That's right. Talking to each other. Uh, I had, um, oh, what was it? Steve, ha- Steve Haskell and Sheriff Bradley talking to each other in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, we had little Labner and uh, Cedric constantly going back and forth. That's not <laughs> that unusual. That, yeah, yeah that, that wasn't too difficult to fake. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 a common thing with with the stuff I do. I have I had one instance in a, in another show where I had to have four characters. Four of my characters appeared in the same scene together. So yeah, oh, two is no, two is nothing compared to <laughs> four. <laughs> All right. I kind of got stuck on that one question, so we're going to have to kind of burn through some of the others that she asked, uh, that Jane asked faster. Um, so let's just go down the list. Uh, who will you miss the most? It could be one of your characters or someone else's character. Uh, Peter. Um, I think I've said this before. I always enjoyed Drexel. I always enjoy listening to Drexel. Yeah. I'll miss, I'll miss those uh, moments. I was a big comic book uh i still am a comic book fan but i was a big comic book collector when i was younger and uh i love those storylines myself <laughs> fighter storylines nice how about rob how about you oh i don't know i probably uh brazier only because <laughs> i loved i love the the voice that he used yeah. it, it, still haunts, it still haunts me to this day <laughs> <laughs> and how about you brianny I gotta say that I will miss Genter. <laughs> she was fun. <laughs> she, I since I came in with only that, really, um, so late in this. It was my first exposure, and she was just a hoot to play. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nicole? Um, well, I'm definitely gonna miss Jenny details, but <laughs> I just. I, I love the character. I love everything that guy did. Um, not not Peter. I'm just saying the character. Um, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I 
she doesn't love everything you do, Peter. That guy. Um, um, and uh, of course Xander, you know, and and Sparrow, the the whole story of them, and um, and I think Brazier too. Yeah. All right. How about you, Ben? Uh, I would have to say, um, I lo- you know, I love Xander and. Um, but Jimmy details, and I'm not just saying that because Peter is my friend. I actually don't. I wish I didn't have to say. It. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. No, I, I Jimmy details is just like he's like, he's that guy that you just everybody just wants to hang out with. You know? Right? Don't you want to see Jimmy t- details in like a movie or something? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I want to hang out with them. Like I want to go on a road trip with Jimmy details. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Dave. How about you? Um, yeah, definitely the details is, is fun. Oh, BTW, um, yeah, putting that line in where the devil is in the details, <laughs> sheer oh. genius. I love that. Um, I also oh, actually, I don't know if it's just because of the affinity between the characters and stuff like that, but the sheriff, I, you know, I'll, I'll miss, I'll miss Sheriff Bradley, um, I, I don't think I'll miss Xander as much because, uh, Craig Ferguson, I mean, Arthur Russell can do, I mean, he does it so distinctly that I can hear it in my, my head. I can pretty much pick up anything. He'll haunt you for and, a long time. Yeah, I, I, can, I can pick up a manual for, you know, uh, I don't know, a car and then just read it with Xander's voice in my own head. And I, you know, I can I just, just do it. It's just I know exactly what inflection he would use. He's so distinct. So I, I don't really yeah. think I'll miss him per se, but but you enjoy you know, listening. I do to enjoy him. it. Yeah, it's funny that that really did help us as uh, as writers is that we could hear your hear your voices very distinctly. And uh, you know, you said it about about Arthur and his portrayal of Xander Crow, but I think it really goes for all of you and the characters you played. Really helped us, uh, you know, hear the voices when we had to go off and write those scripts. All right, uh, let's see. Um, uh, it's who do you miss the most? Who do you think is the sexiest character in this series? That's a funny one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anybody? Lamora. Xander Crow. I heard a Xander, a Sparrow, and a Lamora. Yeah, Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you surprised by the directions your characters took? Well, I was John- a surprised. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anybody was not surprised by the direction that Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah, I loved it, but I, I yeah did not see it coming. Um, you know, it's funny we we talked about this in the writers' discussion. And I don't know if you, any of you guys listened to that, but um, but Jonesy uh, that Vikings tale, his his story about being a Viking that didn't become Jonesy until a meeting between season two and season three, or maybe it was towards the end of season two. But the mention of a Viking coming to Wormwood and bringing the object to Wormwood was in the original series Bible from back in 2006. It just took us a while to figure out that Jonesy was that character. And that was just sort of a, a really fun moment we had where I just started telling everybody, this is what, we, what about this? What about this? And he's like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And we just were rattling back and forth ideas. And then uh, I got to write that crazy Viking story. All it took was the image of him revealing the big broadsword. Yeah. And that was that was enough. <laughs> yeah, it was just like hobo like guy just pulls off his jacket and it's like chain mail and, and giant sword <laughs> and that's it. 
Um, how about anybody else? Uh, uh, um, anyone? I was somewhat surprised with the Drexel turn of his kind of, you know, Batman-esque take on, but it, it fits so well that I... I wasn't that surprised, but uh, I immediately <laughs> fell in love with it. <laughs> uh, um, how about uh, uh, your scene, Rob, with uh, Lynette at the end? I bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, well, no, I didn't see it coming, but I'm glad it did. Uh, because it managed to get two and a half years worth of aggression out in one scene. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to go any further with that, other than say that it was nice to be able to play off the emotions um, and have it come out the way it did. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, I, I appreciated the fact that you guys wrote a great scene. I appreciated the fact that I was able to act in the scene, and I was very happy with the results of the scene. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Not much else you can say about that. Well, along those lines, uh, was there a particular scene or episode that was difficult for any of you to do? Um, uh, Dave, let's start with you. Anything that you remember that was tough? or um, Off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I think I didn't really get the arc of, uh, of Jonathan Kidder at first, and that's probably why I hated it. Um, there, there was one point where just vocally because of you know the strangeness of how i do uh wayne's voice there was a part where i was supposed to like kind of yell and be like sort of a badass the the scene where i'm beating up uh uh the hick guy i forget his name <laughs> that's right um, uh, i i randall or something? i don't know if you remember this but i i i randall, yeah. killed so many takes because i was just coughing because i my vocal cords were doing stuff that they're not supposed to do. And uh, I just, I had to, you know, just suck it up and drink some more water and then try it again. And finally I got it, (laughs) but it was, it was rough. (laughs) Uh, Ben, were there any tough ones for you? Um, I think uh, when uh, Drexel loses his uh, partner, it just, you know, it's just being emotional. Um, uh was i mean it wasn't you know it wasn't painstaking but it was uh i, I think at any time you have to get uh you know get real and get emotional with stuff it 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 uh tends to be difficult but it wasn't like i said i wasn't you know um i didn't have to go to therapy after doing <laughs> that. uh how about you nicole uh, what was that at the end where we all just kind of said, yeah, let's just not even acknowledge that that just happened. Um, <laughs> I think I was like trying to scream kind of with this raspy voice and, um, and, uh, yell at the same time or something. And it just kind of came out like a cough. Was this the vampire fight? I think it was the vampire fight. It was like the last, almost the last thing that I did. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of went, yeah, let's just not really talk about it that. It was like anymore. a vampire werewolf or something. Or maybe it was like a vampire versus a werewolf in one of them. I think that might have been it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything emotionally that was tough? You did a great job in the scene with Deidre and Wojtek, her final scene. That was really one. That was really great. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I dig drama. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not not in life, but um, I love to cry. So, you know, 
getting emotional is is good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and how about Bryony? Anything? <sighs> what was fun in and difficult was to get the the right level of comedy, pathos, and her deceptions. Mm. Because she's deceiving everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's layers and layers of that going on all throughout Sparrow, the Sparrow scenes, the dream sequence. It's, it's all um, mindfuck, basically. Very twisted one, too, and brilliantly written, by the way. So that was real difficult to get uh, after when Sparrow escaped that got really emotional on a dime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was a little hard to kind of, I wanted a pin in my pocket to stab myself in the backside to be able to get that right. Um, Rob, how about you? Any particular scenes stand out? Well, uh, I had. It's like I, I'm sort of got a toss up between two. One of them was the uh, Cedric uh, last scene with Elsa. Yeah. Uh, that that emotionally probably was the hardest one I've had to do. Uh, and believe me, most of my characters had crying scenes at one point or another. But that one in particular, I was really feeling very very strongly. And the other one that. I found extremely difficult was the exploding squirrel. <laughs> because that's not something you really have anything to fall back on. You know, there's not, right. not a lot of reference to this. Not really something we do every day. No, no, no. Like you do. No. So that was kind of tricky. But outside of that, uh, actually, the, the other one was Steve Haskell. Because like an idiot, the voice that I had picked for Steve uh, genuinely hurt. Yeah, I had yeah because it was that that low raspy Clint Eastwood kind of voice, and you can do that just so far, and then it starts to hurt. So actually, the fact that you killed Steve off when you did made me kind of happy. <laughs> it worked for you. It, it, it's it's funny. It, he's kind of become like the Boba Fett of our series because every, he died so early that everyone wants to know like more about this mysterious Steve Haskell. So yeah. uh, you know, I hope you get that voice ready. We're gonna do a spinoff series, a prequel. <laughs> No. Okay. I, I don't think it'd be a problem anymore. <laughs> uh, Peter, were there any any things that stand out to you? Well, vocally, in that the big Jonesy episode, <laughs> it was really hard for me to play the young Jonesy just because of the way that I did the older Jonesy's voice, which again was raspy and and I don't know. It was it was hard for me to do something that I thought was recognizable as being Jonesy, but not. And also not being close to Jimmy. I don't know. I yeah. still don't know if I was successful with that. that you had one. to kind of reverse engineer a voice out of taking taking uh, uh, Jonesy and then figuring out what he'd be like younger. Yeah, that was really hard. I thought you, I thought you pulled it off. Oh, thanks. And, but then also the, the hardest thing for me was always singing. Whenever I had to sing, <laughs> as Jimmy detailed, I'm a horrible <laughs> singer. And so I finally just embraced that and just like, you know, just Jimmy's just a horrible singer too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But he can rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he can. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, were the outtakes as much fun as they sounded? Yup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah, we always had fun putting the little outtakes on at the end. I think my favorite that stands out in my mind is still Ben trying to pronounce the name of that church. <laughs> I remember that. I, I still can't pronounce it correctly. Um, okay, Theopolis. Theopolis, isn't it? Theopolis. Theopolis the penitent. Theopolis the penitent. Um, his whole name, it was... And then you guys say, just don't don't say his first name. Let's see, where am I? Um, What plot turn hit you the hardest, personally? Anyone have a plot turn that they were, like, shocked by? Hmm. Nothing you wrote shocked me. Hmm. Everything was crazy. (laughs) <laughs> it was all the same level of shock is what you're telling me yeah exactly I, for some strange reason the whole bit of uh, Lamora and the the serpent you know that the, the, the thingy that was crawling up inside her and with Crow on the beach that kind of got me a little bit I don't know mm-hmm. why except that obviously Jeremy wrote it <laughs> I like that. That's obvious now. Yeah, well, yeah, it becomes obvious after after listening to the writers' thing. Yes, it now becomes obvious to me everything he thought of that you went back and fixed. Um, or I mean, let's put it this way: I'm not going to say fixed. I'm going to say amended. Uh, but that one creeped me out a little bit. That that whole bit with her and and the thing and the creature, and then of course the the two heads kissing on the floor and the that got me too. The creepy twins got to me a lot. The, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the twins were fun. <laughs> they were fun, but that was creepy. Nicole and Sonia did a great turn as those. Oh, they certainly did. Rezier's puppet nieces. Yeah. <laughs> give yeah, us a quick not... voice, Nicole. What's that? <laughs> I said, give us a quick voice. <laughs> um, of which? Of which one? <laughs> Oh, those characters are creepy. Um, let's just give a quick post-mortem rundown. Where do you think, where do you see your characters? Not anything you know from us, but where do you see your characters going from here? Peter, let's start with you. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, Jonesy's dead. <laughs> Easy one. <laughs> and Jimmy, uh, I guess, is touring now. That's right, uh, the resurrection tour. And the, yeah, the resurrection tour. And uh, I imagine he is one of those guys that's going to burn out kind of fast. <laughs> and he's going to have a pretty bad downward spiral and probably end, end up back in Wormwood. <laughs> living with his mom. Yeah, living with his mom. <laughs> Going back to community college. Right back to yeah. the anthropology class. Anthropology class. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a 20th year senior. <laughs> Getting Brunhilde fixed, you know, the whole... Yeah. Dave, where's uh, where's Wayne Drexel going to be? Is he uh, going to stay in Wormwood? Yeah, he's going to stay in Wormwood. And <laughs> when uh, someday, when he gets older and Sheriff gets older, Sheriff is going to quit. Then he's going to become Sheriff. Then the whole town's going to go to hell again. <laughs> ben, how about you? Uh, where, where do we see uh, Chip Chip Drexel? Where do you see him going? Uh, I think he probably, I don't know, might set up a bed and breakfast somewhere, <laughs> and 
but that's only would be, you know, that would be his, um, he'd use that as a disguise to, you know, to keep uh, searching for the undesirables. <laughs> I like you it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicole, how about you? Uh, you the one, who do you have left alive? Harmony. Where does Harmony go after all of this? Harmony's going to go to Hollywood, and um, she's going to meet a wannabe rock star, and um, they're both going to become crackheads. And uh, unfortunately, it'll end really miserably, but she'll have a lot of fun doing it. Maybe it'll be Jimmy Details. You don't know. You really don't know. She's on her way up. He's on his way down. <laughs> Uh, where where does Miss Ginter go from here, Bryony? Oh, Vegas, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or Bolivia. I somehow ah. see her, her and Brezier scouting out the next object, you know, going cutting their way through the jungle like Indiana Jones. <laughs> making sure that she's got plenty of hot pockets in their packs. Did you guys ever get like sponsored by Hot Pockets? Because you <laughs> did a shout out. It was a I mean, plot. seriously. <laughs> we we were trying. Hot Pockets. We should contact them. We really. Should. <laughs> we should send them an episode. You know the story. The story behind that is just that uh, 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 Rick uh, Beta, one of our writers, just wrote that into one episode. But it's one of those things where. It's just this random a, thing, and you just run with it. <laughs> um. So, is is there any plagiarism issues when you like quote a line from the the little instructional thing on the side of the the, <laughs> the hot pockets packet? I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> uh, you could always change the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to move through through the rest of these. Maybe I'll just have one of you answer each of these so we can move through it a little faster. Um, what character scared you the most? Um, uh, uh, Nicole, what character scared you the most? Um, I think it was Brezier. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, I, think that was the, I think that was the creepy one. Um, the next the question next is, what do you think brought you to Wormwood? I don't know if that means as an actor or your character. Let's say... Um, I, I don't know how to answer. Does anybody have an answer for that one? Pre-launch. <laughs> Good enough. If you ever came across the town of Wormwood in real life, where would you go? And would you stay there overnight? Uh, Dave, Johnston, answer that one. Um, let's see. I, I would go to the quarry? Or is it the quarry? <laughs> No, I'd I'd have to go to the uh, uh, I'd have to go to the bar, check that one out, and uh, I guess since no one's there, I'll steal some of the booze, and then I'll go over to the hotel, and uh, since no one's there, I'll just take the best room. <laughs> All right. Um... <clears throat> What gifts? What gifts do you think came out of this, this experience, uh, Rob? Uh, the fact that I got to work with Bryony again. Oh, good grief! I, come on, I, have to, I, have to, I come on, I have to say that you know she's sitting there right, sitting next to me. She got to hit me otherwise. Did I mention don't touch the figs? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> you know, I probably should. I probably should for anybody that doesn't or hasn't figured it out already, just for for air's sake. That Brian and I, yes, are a couple. Uh, have been for she's thirty five years. Oh, shut up. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, like 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 in married type thing. But I just just anybody knows, we do work together reasonably well I sometimes. Think they figured it out. Yeah, destroying the illusion. Yeah. Uh, all right, Peter. What will you remember most fondly? Most fondly, huh? Um, I remember those first uh, recording sessions when we were all packed in the house out in Chatsworth. <laughs> and uh, it was about 120 degrees outside, <laughs> and we had to have the air conditioning off, oh. and uh, we had to be quiet because we were in the, the next room over, and there was no wall separating. And uh, I remember just laying on the floor, reading my pages and sweating and getting carpet marks in my arms and legs. <laughs> I'm amazed you stuck with us. You, you, you forgot to mention you forgot to mention the guy mowing the lawn down the street, so we had to close the windows too. And the power going out every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The power went out the first time like every five minutes. And you guys Good came time. back for the next session. Yeah. All right, Ben, how are you celebrating or mourning the end of Wormwood? Um how am I? Uh, but you know, of course, I'm a little sad that it's come to an end. Hopefully, that's not you know a definite. But um, you know, I I got I got very drunk that night, and um, I held up a convenience store. <laughs> and uh, that was you. That was me. <laughs> no, I'm. You know, it's, it was a great run, and it was it was a lot of fun, and. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see it, you know, um, ending, but uh, hopefully it, uh, it'll it start in another incarnation. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe about Chip Drexel's B&B? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he was pitching, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have it outlined. I can do <laughs> <laughs> It's just like one page of a premise and then like a blueprint of the B&B. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. So now that's, that's, those are Jane's questions. Uh, great set of questions. Then we have Helena Grudem. And again, if I'm saying people's names wrong, I apologize. Who asks, why is Jimmy so cool, Peter? <laughs> um, because you guys wrote him that way? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wrong answer the correct answer is because peter dirksen is also cool <laughs> peter is pretty cool um helena also asks uh there is a knock on your front door in the middle of the night when you open it one of the characters you have played in wormwood is standing there flesh and blood looking you straight in the eye who is it who is it and what do you do so uh let's start with rob on that one it's it's Don Marino, and I invite him in for a glass of wine, a little spaghetti, and uh, make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Bryony, I'm guessing Miss Ginter's got to be at your door, so what do you do? I grab one of the swords that are hanging on the wall next to the door, <laughs> stab her, and slam the door shut. 
Uh, Nicole, I think uh, Harmony wants to crash on your couch in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm actually going to let Deidre in instead because I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> nice. Harmony can tough it out in the rain. I tried to steer you one way. That's nice. Yeah, no, Deidre's a great character. What, 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 kind of, what questions do you have for her? Oh, my God. You know, I mean, she's just, she's just wise and older and... <laughs> And knows everything, so you know. I mean, I could just. I think. I think we could crack open a bottle and just sit for hours and just kind of talk. Sounds like that'd be good conversation. Yeah. Ben, how about you? Uh, which ca- probably hey, your I pick? Would have, I would have to say maybe um, care for, um, <laughs> just because I yeah I haven't tried it, but I heard Haitian cuisine is really really incredible and i was hoping maybe i could get some recipes from him (laughs) maybe he'd cook for you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, dave how about you well obviously it would be wayne and i would fake that there was like i would say hey what is the goodyear blimp doing out tonight and then he'd turn around and then i'd steal his nunchucks and his kopi luwak kick him in the back and then shut the door (laughs) (laughs) and then i'd sell the kopi luwak because it's kind of gross. And it's expensive, too. So, <laughs> eBay. All right, Peter, how about you? Who comes to your door? Uh, I'm sure it's Jimmy. And I would get him really drunk and videotape him and put all the stupid stuff on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, we've got a couple more questions here. Um, okay, Gary Firash asks a few questions. Um, let's see. I'll focus on the ones who are here. Tom the Sheriff, uh, Gary asks, how did you pull off the scene from Lynette? Normally you're the everyman, the scene is horrific, but you come off with an amazing, authentic emotion. This isn't something actors can always pull off. So the question is, how did you manage this? Um, it helps to hate your co-star? No. Um... Oh, <laughs> Anna, he's not being serious. No, 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 I'm, no, because the character. It's basically that, you know, Lynette has been taking him for granted and doing all this other stuff to him for, what, two and a half years? Mm-hmm. That he finally gets a chance to get some of his own back and without even knowing what he's doing. Because I think at one point, when he wakes up after she what hit him in the head or something and he's tied to the chair, he's gone. His, his brain isn't even functional. He's just working on reaction. And, you know, he didn't try to, he didn't, well, I'm going to give, you know, obviously we can give it away now. He didn't try to kill her. He was trying to kill the, the thing. You know, he had no mm-hmm. idea. This, this whole supernatural thing has been so above his head, you know, that he really had no idea what was going on. And it just hits him in that, you know, this is what everybody's been telling him was going to happen. And he said, no, you know, it's not Lynette. It's not Lynette. It was Lynette. And it just puts him out. And that was all I had to do was just, you know, I mean, getting emotional with the voice is very, it's a very easy thing to do, um, at least for me. And, you know, getting all frantic and worried and upset and everything else like that is, it's called acting, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just, you know, that, that's pretty much it. It was just, it just reading the scene over, getting ready to do it, because it was, so, like I said, so well written, I just, I wanted to do it. And get it in one take and get the whole thing done because that to me was like the apex of two and a half years of having to put up with it to get it all out finally. So that's that's where that came from. Yeah. Um, now, Gary also asks Ben uh, 
about about your portrayal of Chip Drexel. He said, how did you manage to portray a tough yet pseudo-stereotypical homosexual male? Again, I haven't seen an actor pull this off ever. They're, wow. they're either Dale, super heterosexual seeming, or very stereotypical. You get the feeling that your character would have no trouble putting someone down stone cold. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, again, I went. I'm gonna, I'll point this one back at the writing. I think it was just the, the. It's all in the writing of it. You know, um, he was, uh, you know, he was, he was gay, but he, you know, I mean, that that has nothing to do with the. With, with with anything, I mean, it's it, it, he just was, you know, he had a love interest, you know, whether it was a man or a woman or an animal, it didn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of a weird, hard question. I I don't. I mean, I w- I would say it's in the writing. I think it's you guys. You know, I don't. I you know, I think that's. I think I can also add though that we we did talk to you about where to. F- kind of find that voice because we were very concerned about the fact that this is audio only and yeah. how do you portray a gay guy where you can kind of i mean i i have gay friends and you know i and they run the spectrum of very effeminate to very masculine but there's kind of the, that middle ground where there's some guys that are you know almost kind of pretty straightforward and comfortable with who they are but there's still a little bit of the, that effeminate side that comes out occasionally in the way they talk or this or that and i said and we really talked about that. I remember having yeah. a conversation about how you find that middle ground. I, I think we said, you know, like it's like Will and Grace, but it's more like the Will guy than the than the Jack guy. But yeah, you know, I, yeah. And I you did a great job that. of finding that and and sticking with it and owning that voice and carrying it through to the point where then you would go and play like Bishop Grail, and I'd be like, that's the same guy. <laughs> that's mm. Ben. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, I think you did a really good job of finding that and and kind of owning it. Oh well, thank you, thank you. But then again, it's a testament to you because you you guys had me, and I and I now do recall that you had me test a couple of voices, and then we you ended up locking on something that was um, subtle, more on the subtle side than you know the um, which which worked well for the character, and I know you guys were happy with it. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Sonia's not with us tonight, but uh, Gary also asks, um, hypothetically, would you date a fan of the show? If not, would you just make out with one? So I actually uh, uh, got an email back from Sonia, and uh, her answer was, well, you'd better be a fan. <clears throat> so anyway, moving on. Um, the last question is... Uh, <laughs> the last question is from Daniel Danielectrosoma. Um wow who wants to thank all of you for creating a truly engrossing story and performance. Uh, Then he asks, I'm curious as to how emotionally invested the actors became with the characters they played. Did any of you ever have any trouble getting through your performances thanks to the emotional impact, especially as the story neared its resolution? So, um, yeah, I I also want to echo that and thank you guys uh, again. And then uh, let's... uh, Let's answer, have everybody answer this, and this is the final question. So, Peter, how about you? You know, I think there was some of the stuff uh, with Jimmy that was more um, when he was supposed to be sad. Sometimes that was a little hard to get through. Like the um, in season three, the Jimmy episode when he was seeing he was kind of going crazy a little bit and seeing um, Xander and Sparrow. Uh, wherever he looked, that that was oh, a little yeah. bit of a difficult one to get through. His Hollywood uh, adventure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of Jimmy, but then 
you know, it was fun Jimmy spiraling into super depressed Jimmy too. And that, that was a little bit difficult. I think you also did a great job with, um, Jimmy kind of takes a little bit of a serious turn around, uh, episode six of the final of, of, of revelation where he really kind of gets a little intimate with Sparrow in a way. And I think that was really great. You did a great job with that. Well, I just want to uh, say, like Rob and Bryony, Sonia and I are married and have been married for 15 years. (laughs) 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 All right. um, uh, Rob, how about you? Well, every one of my characters had sad endings, (laughs) one way or another. Um, Yeah, it just... just, there were emotional bits. Uh, Cedric's supposed death. I keep saying supposed because he's a character I would love to bring back in one way, shape, or form. Um, Tom kills Lynette, but then everything comes out okay at the end. Don Marino forgives everybody for everything that's going on. Uh, all the other characters that I had, you know, pretty much either died or disappeared somewhere. But yeah, no, it was all, every one of them had this emotional ending, and it's just. That's you expect that at the end because that's that usually is the end of most films. It's the end of most TV shows. Is somebody gets slightly emotional and then they say good night. So you know that's the, pretty much what it was with every, with all of my guys. I'd love to bring them all back, but you know we'll see. Especially that he exploding said, squirrel. He said hit. He said hit hit comic book. <laughs> hint, hint. You don't get to act a comic book though, Rob. No, but you can pose for pictures. <laughs> All right, Bryony, how about you? Oh, I have to thank you for what had to be the best closing line a character's ever gotten. <laughs> that was priceless. This is where she's talking about the she pulls up in the car and she's talking about yeah, there's a hand of glory. Discarded hand of glory. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely marvelous. <laughs> I will miss her craziness <laughs> and her percolator. <laughs> and Brezier. <laughs> All right, Nicole, how about you? Any trouble getting through any of your performances? Um, or em- emotional impact that you want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I really, I was excited to have emotion. I was like, yes, like some more, some real acting chops I get to, you know, dig into. But, um, but with Deidre, I was... I was really, really getting into her. I, you know, I took her over, but I was really getting into her in our last season. So I'm, I'm actually super sad that we don't have more seasons as of yet. <clears throat> <laughs> wow, Jeremy, I'm getting some uh, just some mixed signals pick, from these crowd. Up on that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we uh, need work. We need work. Why do you talk? We need ben, work. anything, anything for you on that? that um, that, um, that you haven't already covered. I, yeah, I, well, I think I mentioned it before. The uh, uh, getting emotional with uh, with uh, Drexel uh, yeah. when he lost his partner. But then I also remembered um, the there was the uh, Bishop Grail, the flashback to his. Um, oh yeah. Which which I found challenging, you know, just as an actor to to play somebody who's you know who's older and then and then have to somehow have that voice, but. Yeah, or have the um, I don't know the inflection or the you know the tone and everything, but a younger version of it, which I which I found challenging. But you know, 
You guys were happy, so I guess I did a good job. You did. You did. <laughs> um, Dave, how about you? Um, it was it was more emotional toward the beginning, mm-hmm. um, especially you know finding the drowned woman, and I, I think that's what put him over the edge. You know, uh, the dying of both Jonathan and and Dale that was um, that was kind of interesting because you know it's it's something you have to put a lot of. I think most mostly for Jonathan, you know, yelling kind of a save yourself line to his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the uh, the actor part of me that wants to say, gosh, I've never died before. Uh, I wonder what it's like. No, um, it, no, it's just I think really the most emotional part was the beginning. Uh, there was a little bit in the end, but, you know, it's it's kind of. I think Drexel is a very resilient type of character. And even though Mm -hmm. he sees horrible things and he he feels it to his core, um, he can really bounce back quickly from that. Yeah, he Uh, he's not too rattled at the end like many of the characters who have been completely shaken up. He's gung ho and ready to his element. Yeah, he's happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I I like the I like the fact that we never meet Irene. Yeah, you know, it's just like there's always reference to her, and she's. She's never quite there. So I can pretty much make up anything I want in my own head about her, and, and it's right. She's, <laughs> and a, she's an off-screen character in an audio drama. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like allow one person to, to put that on the resume. I played Irene in Wormwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up the questions. Um, Again, I just want to thank you guys for, A, for joining us tonight, but B, for really joining us for, for the entire show and, and working with us. And, you know, it's it's hard to get, uh, you know, 14, 15 people together in a room, but you guys were really, um, you know, really uh, uh, worked with us quite quite well. And, I, you know, we, we tried to accommodate everybody, and, and I'm, I'm really impressed that you guys kept coming back as much as you did <laughs> and that we didn't lose more of you over the seasons. But, uh, you know, I really hope it was a, a good experience for you guys because uh, it, it really was for us. Um, Jeremy, yeah. you want to uh, add anything? Yeah, you know, along with that, I mean, you guys sold this. I mean, we, there's no way we could have pushed this off on, on just anybody. I mean, a lot of really complicated really elaborate parts and you guys all nailed them so I mean, couldn't couldn't be happier with that thank you thanks, very much guys. thanks guys so um last thing i want to do is if anybody does anybody have any projects or anything that they want to plug um since this is going out on the web um or anything they want to any final words i'll give you guys your your, your parting shot and uh and uh if you want to plug anything go for it we're, we're all for for that uh, are you still recording yeah, I'm uh, no. Sorry, sh- <laughs> 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 shut off now. <laughs> I've actually walked away from the computer. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, okay, uh, let's go, let me go backwards up my list here. So, Dave Johnston, uh, parting words. Any pl- any last plugs? I wish I had some plugs. Um, maybe habit forming films. will do some more films and say, hey, you know, come on, come and do some things. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I just had such a great time, and I met a lot of great people and made a lot of great friends, um, and a lot of them are represented here. So I I just, I loved being a part of it, and it's very bittersweet because uh, 
you know, I'd love it to go on and on, but, um, you know, there's time to move on and yeah, we've hit that. It's been three years. It's been really, really cool. All right, Ben, last words. Um, yeah, nothing to plug right now, but, um, yeah, I just want to, again, thank, uh, you and, um, um, for putting this together. I mean, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun and, and that was the most important, you know, thing for me that, that, that made me want to keep coming back and, you know, um, being proud to be part of it. Cause it was, it was, uh, uh, a lot of fun. The material was great. There were some of the richest characters, the most original characters I've ever, you know, uh, come across and, um, no, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Nicole, how about you? Yeah. Um, well, right along the way through all, all of this, and um, I'm still hosting the red carpets for the buzz scene. So everyone, please stay logged into buzzine.com. We just relaunched. So it's getting bigger and better, and we're expanding, and uh, we're going to have new programming, like actual you know, weekly programming on the site and eventually going, you know, hopefully to television. So keep logging into us, B-U-Z-Z-I-N-E.com. And you can always check out the red carpets that I host and bring to you every week and tell you what's coming up. And, um, yeah, as far as Wormwood, I mean, there's no reason we can't go seven, nine seasons, people. (laughs) So um, I don't think I ever got to do, like, a really British vampire. I'm really myth about that so um yeah there there are all kinds of exciting things that i can come up with and i just think it was it was awesome it was truly truly the most original project i've ever worked on so much fun thank you and uh rob and Bryony, how about you guys thank you so very much for the opportunity um i came in through robert and the it's wonderful, and it's been wonderful being a part of it. I really, really have enjoyed it. And uh, if I ever find that hand of gro- glory, I'll let you know. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you all so much. You couldn't have done it without me. Uh, <laughs> I know that didn't come out right, but, you know, I'm jotting down notes. Um, no, it just it was a wonderful experience. It was probably one of the better three years of my life at least in, in, in order. Um, I would love to do it again at any time. Uh, I've still got maybe another hundred voices I can try out. <laughs> so we'll, 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 give a, we'll give a shot to that. Uh, again, it just, uh, it's just something that's nice because I can listen to it whenever I feel depressed, lonely, or whatever. I can just clone it in and say, God, I used to be so good. What happened? Um, but uh, looking forward to anything future that might be coming through on Wormwood, whether it's uh, David, whether it's your, your story, your Xander story, which I'm dying to read, or uh, the comic book, which you've hinted at now several times, or, you know, anything. Uh, a YouTube video of one of the scenes, who knows? <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, it's like anytime anybody needs a voice, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, call up the Wormwood site, my uh, email's on there, and my Facebook is there, and I talk to anybody that wants to say hello. <laughs> so basically, I'm a glutton for punishment. But again, I mean, uh, it's been wonderful, and you guys just have been so great to work with. I'm serious. Uh, it just, it's been a wonderful thing, and I, I cannot thank you enough. All right. And Peter, Jimmy Details, play us out. 
You know, what I would love to see is a uh, Wormwood animated series. <laughs> oh, show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even like a five-minute series or something like that. So That'd just awesome. get to work on that. CGI, too. Yeah, yeah CGI. <laughs> you know, also, this is I don't even know if this is really a parting comment, but I love to listen to Wormwood in the car on road trips. And I know Zach brought that up, too. Like, it's really fun if you take a long road trip, especially if it's at night, and you can listen to a bunch of episodes in a row. And uh, I always, you can ask uh, my actual girlfriend, Isis, I always start dancing whenever the theme comes on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But uh, as far as plugs, get your kids to watch Wizards of Waverly Place on the Disney Channel, in particular the December 17th episode. That's one that I wrote. That's the next one coming up that I wrote. You wrote? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Peter's a, you're a staff writer, right? Yeah, yeah, he is a big deal. And uh, be looking for um, probably either on UCBComedy.com or maybe Funny or Die, maybe in January or February, Acting Like Children, which is a new web series that Ben and Morgan and our buddy John and I have been doing and hopefully will be up in uh, January or February. Oh, I look forward to that. You guys have done some great comedic stuff. Very cool. Yeah, ben plug your N- NPR dancers thing. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're referring to if you guys, uh, if any listeners want to Google NPR dancers, you'll get a great sketch that these, that uh, Ben and Morgan and Peter and, uh, uh, is it John, right? John yeah. Kirk? Yeah. Did, which I, I always show everyone because I think it's hysterical. It was hysterical. Oh, thank you. <laughs> In fact, I, I had some actors. Uh, John was one of them, and uh, Dave, you were there too, uh, doing a, a little shoot for me recently. And, and we, in the middle of the conference room, I'm like, "Oh wait, you got to watch this!" <laughs> and then we 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 Googled it and and, and played it for everybody. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Um, uh, I want to thank all the listeners for providing the questions that really helped us uh, keep the conversation going. Uh, I wouldn't know what to say to these guys without without those questions. But, um, you know, as you can see, this really is a labor of love, and uh, everybody involved really enjoys doing it. So, uh, and, and, and it seems like I'm getting some hints that we might have to do some more uh, stuff uh, with, with Wormwood or with some Wormwood audio. Wormwood yeah. Back to the quarry. <laughs> Back to the quarry. Or is it quarry? Quarry. <laughs> um, so I, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you guys for, for dropping by tonight and spending some time with us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you all back in town very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.